Welcome to Be Simply. This is she, and I want to thank you for being here in this moment. Today, we're going to dive into our inner landscape with Be Simply self-love. And these self-love segments are designed to give you simple practices to help liberate some of the inner turbulence so that as you move through your daily lives that you can be more effective and make choices that serve your well-being. Now, in this day and age, the concept of self-love and taking time out for self-nourishment and self-care has gotten a lot of attention, and that is super important, you know, especially if you're in disharmony, to bring yourself back into balance. And then once you find that balance, the practice is a little bit easier. Your well-being is integrated into your daily lives, ideally, and not such a hard stop and stop like you're taking just one day to replenish yourself. Every day we can build our life in such a manner that we are taking care of our well-being. So that way we're less likely to go out of balance. So with that being said, I'd like to first dive in with just a couple breaths. We're going to nourish and reflect on the mind, body, heart, and soul. And as we're in the summer in the northern or southern hemisphere in the northern hemisphere we're in the winter no matter when you're listening to this this is great information Uh, we're gonna deal with some topics that are near and dear probably to everyone's heart on planet earth because there's something that we impede upon ourselves and upon others and those two things are uh, shame and a shame we're going to differentiate those two and find some remedies to how you can help yourself and others with that so now truly with that being said we're going to breathe in a couple times just a little pranayama a little breath work just to ground us into this moment so just find a place to be if you're in motion when you're listening to this welcome yourself to come into meditative repose in action and take a nice gentle breath in up through the nose and then exhale out through the mouth. Another one, inhale. And exhale. Good, again, inhale. And exhale. as you continue to breathe in and out I want you to bring that breath up into the heart center just connecting to your heart your lungs the idea of courage I want you to breathe that courage in take a nice gentle breath in and out Another one, inhale, and exhale, again, inhale, and exhale, again, now let's bring that breath all the way up into the mind the origin of where we start all action is with our thoughts, ideas, inspirations. 
This is also where we cause disharmony to ourself and others. So let's bring that breath all the way up into the mind. Inhale. And exhale. Another one. Inhale. And Continue to breathe in and out. Gently welcoming you to just reflect for a moment on this concept of shame and ashamed. So this has been a topic that I've been observing. It's been brought to my attention in different ways as it relates to parenting and how we can try to make someone feel ashamed, blame them, and that that in turn can bring upon the feelings of shame inside. And then flashing forward as we become adults, or if we are adults already, uh, what that does is then we have a propensity to create this cycle where we are blaming ourselves, we are hard on ourselves, we might even loathe ourselves, and we lose sight of really what is. And when we are blaming someone or trying to make them feel that emotion, shame, this is called ashamed. When someone's ashamed of you, they're basically saying you're wrong, you're guilty. A lot of this is happening right now on planet Earth. People are pontificating that someone did something or maybe that you did something when actually all the facts haven't been really uh, sought out. So, you know, the key factor here is that if we're always pointing fingers, first of all, out into the outer world, that uh, we might forget to look inward. And that's why this inner work is so powerful because you can take time and realize like, what am I, how am I showing up in the world? Am I trying to make people feel guilty for the way they are? Am I trying to make um, them feel foolish or uh, disgraced? And this is meaning, this is ashamed, like we're taking the, uh, this adjective to use to describe their behavior in a way that we're really trying to have a propensity to lead them towards shame. And so the more that this is ingrained, you know, we become humiliated in those instances. Even if, let's say, you did do something wrong, <laughs> that it doesn't give anyone the right to embarrass you, humiliate you, mortify you. And if you didn't do anything wrong, that's a time to be courageous and really feel that you have the right to honor yourself uh, hold yourself up in a way that doesn't have to feed into what someone is doing to you. Uh, 
So I always share this with my children. They, we all have a choice and sometimes it's easier than not when it comes to this emotion of someone projecting onto you. So if I project anger onto someone, that might make them feel guilty. That might make them feel ashamed in that moment. And then um, I might be humiliating them, which isn't nice. And then they might, in turn, the ramification of that will feel shame. And with that, that's not a good cycle for any of us or healthy cycle to be in. Now, here's the rub, you know, as a parent, generationally speaking, these cycles are passed down, the guilt, you know, oh, if you do that, you know, and, and in that is a little fear that's laced in there. And that's the reason I'm bringing this up is in the winter season, we're welcome to liberate our fear. So what happens when someone says you're guilty, you did this, uh, you're a horrible human being, you know, they start to really try to humi humiliate you, or point out your faults, or maybe you did do it. But the, the reality is that's not helpful at all. Because we all know when we make mistakes, if we're conscious human beings, you know, if you have a pathology where maybe you're a sociopath or a psychopath, you may not have a sense of when you've committed wrong for mental wellness conditions. But all in all, the human species knows innately when it makes a mistake. And so we don't need people necessarily pointing it out, but we can encourage, you notice that word courage, that's what liberates fear, one another to do better. So there's two scenarios here that I would like to just point out. If you're someone that tends to, and the reason I bring this up is someone was pointing out to me that maybe I'm projecting sometimes my fears onto my kids. And this is thing I've, I've observed in my past, like, you know, with the things that went wrong for me, I, I'm a little bit more mindfully watching them. And I, I believe karmically there's a reason for that, but I don't need to invoke fear or make them feel bad that they the same thing could potentially happen. On quite the opposite, it would be better to educate them on what might happen and then let give them the power to do what they need to do, give them the free will to make their choices. And also for me to trust that no matter what their fate is, their destiny is, that we can get through it. And so this is why I want to point this out is that there's no reason why we have to make anyone feel ashamed about anything. Uh, we can, you know, as it's written in the North American continent, that everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And so this is something to really keep in mind is that if we want to protect our own innocence and others, that it's important to retain that, that you have the opportunity to say, hey, one, you can take responsibility for your actions if you did do something that was not appropriate or not right or you committed a crime. You can take uh responsibility for that. However, more than not, these are subtle things that we're, are building up. They're not these big, overt, uh, traumatic things that we've committed. They're subtle things that have been placated on us from generation to generation, from our parents to us and so forth. But as we evolve as a human species with this beautiful opportunity to be aware and realize like, wow, uh, if, if I'm the child, I can say, wow, my parent is scared and they're projecting something on me based on their own fears or their own past circumstances. Therefore, I know that I 
am in right action if I am. And if not, I have the courage to admit that I'm wrong or that I can to let them know I'm going to take care of what has unfolded or what might potentially unfold. Because this is where it mostly happens. These are projections into the future. So what I would love for everyone to do is to think about this. Where have you made yourself or others feel this sense that they're guilty of something or make them feel embarrassed because of your perception, make them feel they're foolish. Uh, And so in that, there's this opportunity to have compassion for what might be going on, what you might be perceiving. And rather than do that, you might have the courage to step out of your perception, out of your projection, out of maybe your past experiences and have the courage to see all sides. So if you find yourself, you know, trying to embarrass, make someone feel guilty, foolish, disgraceful, first start with observing your words, observing your actions. And then from there, I want to welcome you into thinking about how can I serve this situation? How can I serve my child, my friend, my coworker? How can I help them in this situation? Because as I mentioned, I personally, from all my experiences, believe humanity at large has a very good heart. And if you guide them, lead them to their best, they're going to learn from their mistakes, their omissions, and they're going to become better. And if at one point you love them and then they flub up, then help them get back on track. And if you're just projecting a fear of something that might happen, take a step back, resist projecting that into their reality because it'll create a little obstacle, an unnecessary stopping point. And what it does is it create this, creates this other thing I've been talking about, shame. And that shame is something that we create. We have a choice, and this is what I'll tell my children, we all have a choice whether we want to feel a certain emotion. So as I was started to say and got sidetracked, if I'm angry at someone, they do not have to respond back with anger. They might, and that's my responsibility. No, if I yell at someone, they might yell back at me and vice versa. That's, that's the, you know, what you're hedging in that moment. You also have the point to be still and kind of see what's happening and see how you can serve the situation. If we go into a system where we're constantly humiliating people, embarrassing them, convicting them as guilty before they are, we put someone in a really gentle, fragile state, and then they take this with them on their day-to-day experiences, and they might employ that shame. They might do a little thing, and then they might say, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And they start beating themselves up, and it's a subtle action. It starts in the mind. It's a subconscious conversation that someone's having with oneself. And then from there, this regenerative conversation starts to degrade the system and pull us out of well-being. So the two things are one, to observe, are you making someone feel guilty? Are you being, do you tend to try to embarrass someone? Do you try to humiliate them, point out their weaknesses? If you do, please step back and think, how can I support their strengths? How can I guide them? And do I have the ability to have compassion for someone that's having a hard time, where they made an error, where they messed up 
um, and that they need some support because that's when we truly need the support is when we make the errors. We all are fallible human beings. We're going to get maybe uh, sidetracked and stuck in a dark place, but that's when we need our allies and our friends that remember our true essence so they can show us who we truly are. Now, if you know that you're in this kind of self-loathing space where you feel shame, sorry, guilty based on maybe how you act, maybe it's not an overt, um, like I said, crime or a uh, moral issue, but it, it's a subtle thing where you don't behave the way you want, where you're not showing up the way you want, and then you start feeling ashamed. Now, it's really important to catch that when it happens and self-correct. That's the simple two things, and the self-correction will get to how you do that. First, if you notice that you are um, imposing upon others your perceptions and your guilt and all that good stuff, start observing it. With that awareness, we're going to teach you how to redirect and look for their good, juicy stuff and help them back to a good place, or maybe help yourself back to a good place in perceiving them. Number two is if you tend to loathe yourself, you feel shame, guilt, uh, at subtle things in your life and or overt that we want you to redirect that energy towards your well-being. Now, you might say, okay, well, that's great. Uh, yeah, I felt guilt. I felt shame. I've, I've made people feel humiliated in some shape or form. And it can also just be in the thoughts. You know, people don't realize how harmful our thoughts are. So you might say, I never do that. Well, I encourage you to observe your thoughts and see where you judge people you put them down. You can go on social media. There are people out there that don't know certain people, but they're sure as all their, if their life depended on it, that certain people have convicted certain crimes or done certain things, yet they don't even know the person, or maybe they haven't even done the research to know if that's true. So we're all guilty of it on some level because this is passed down ancestral cultural things that happen from cultures all over the world. But this is an exciting time. We have this opportunity to liberate that. So the emotions that are best to redirect this uh, inner and outer work are courage, to create a feeling of courage or encouragement. So courage or encouragement basically transforms our fear in that moment where we start to sink down and shut down internally. The other thing is respect, a sense of self-respect and to respect others. Just because you perceive someone as something, there's always value in every human being on this planet. So just because you perceive someone that they have negative traits or they've done wrong things or bad things in your eyes, there are still golden threads. And I want to stress this, there are golden threads in human beings that do not have severe psychosis in the psych, uh, sociopath and psychopath pathologies. There are threads of divinity in every single one of us. So in that, those circumstances, you as a human, fellow human being have the opportunity to shine a light on the good stuff and to shine the light, but not only on external stuff, but internal. And when we do that, it's much more fun to be around each other. Who wants to be pointed out all the, the horrible things we do? We know, <laughs> and they're not as big as you think. That's the other key I wanna bring. If you're someone that's really hard on yourself, these things are not that big. 
you more than likely are not in charge of geopolitical uh, military action and strategic plan. Those are big weighty things that you might have on your shoulders. The majority of humans on this planet are working day in and day out to support themselves and support their families and communities. And so the level of shame that we might put on ourselves or generate in ourselves is based on really small actions. And so that's where we want to bring it into perspective. So the two practices, if you notice you're participating in either one of these, is one, to have courage internally, and then welcome yourself back into self-respect. It's not respectful to talk down to yourself or someone else. And then, if you notice it external, as mentioned, have respect for the other human being. Encourage them to do right. It's really powerful. There's a tribe that if they notice someone's out of balance, they will sit and stare and surround that person with love till they feel that energy basically leave them that maybe they've done wrong but they're back in with their tribe and so that love and that compassion that understanding helps someone return to right action a lot faster than it would if you shame and guilt and tear them down so that's how we nourish our heart and our mind is that's the redirect and the bigger uh, ask here would be to identify on a soul level that which feeds your soul and keeps you in what I call right action. So right action is this powerful tool that if you identify your core values, and I would recommend just two or three core values that you can live by on a daily basis. So you would decide, uh, I'm going to mention a client right now, I'm seeing her triangle, is that it's honesty, honesty, uh, love, and respect. So those are three core values that she has, and they all work really beautifully together. And so if she's in respecting herself, she's honoring all those three core values. And if she wants to respect others, she's honoring all those three core values when she interacts with them. This keeps us out of those moments of creating those fallible instances when we honor those core values because we won't cross that line for ourselves. We can't expect anyone not to cross the line with us, but we can hold ourselves to higher standards and honor that within ourselves. So, simply put for this segment of self-love is that if inspired or you notice that you have internal or external actions that are degrading who you are or who someone else is, then I welcome you to stand in courage, encourage yourself, encourage others, respect yourself, respect others, and identify those core values to help you along. You know, those will give you your recipe as how to do those things, how to have courage with love, with honesty, with respect. You know, they, they'll show you, okay, if I employ these and it's going to help me become a better be human being, be retain well-being on a day-to-day -day basis. And then the final component is to take action. So everything starts in our mind, then to our words, and then we move into action. So the embodiment of those core values will help us transform this historical, cultural plague that we've imposed upon one another, which is that guilt, that shame, a shame, 
the projections on one another and we have the opportunity to clean this up and not waste time on that and if we see our fellow human make a foul help them out help get them to where they can realize what's happened and they can really uh, take the opportunity to be self-reliant and interdependent with the society and so that's a another key factor i want to remind you is that yeah if someone around you is uh, having a hard time they've made mistakes the propensity for them to get well has to come from within but you don't have to shame or tell them horrible things to try to push them into doing the right thing the best thing to do is offer them the resources what you have the capacity to give and just let them know that that's the condition in which you would like to relate to them in the other way whatever the circumstances are you don't have to relate to them in that circumstance you know, unless you're a parent and you're a caretaker and you're taking care of your children, they're a little bit more uh, nuanced, if you will, because you have a responsibility to them. So if you'd like to learn more about this, you'd like to dive into specific circumstances with yourself, feel free to send me an email at s at suzannetoro.com. You can follow me on Instagram at, at omshitoro. Om, O-M-S-H-E-T-O-R-O, or at Mind You Food, or at Be Simply Love. Lots of places to connect. You can also go to my website at SuzanneToro.com. And I'd love to hear back from you. Maybe reflect where you're at with encouraging people, where you're at with respecting yourself, and where you are at taking right action for you on a daily basis. Until next time, this is she signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply 